I'd like to welcome you to a Sunday a.m. service, Faith Builders Church. I believe the Lord is here to meet needs, to help us, amen, to make advancement in life and, uh, and to uh, fulfill His plan and purpose for life. Uh, of course, he said, ask and you shall receive. So we're going to ask him for direction and, and uh, his, you know, spirit to anoint and uh, open up his plan purpose for each one of us so that we uh, please him and fulfill uh, what he's called us to do. So let's go ahead and ask. Father, we do thank you today for the privilege of having a country such as ours that we have freedom of religion and can gather and Lord, you said where two or three are gathered together in your name, that you were there. And so we ask, Father God, that what you desire to communicate to us by your Spirit today would become very clear to us. It would be uh, revealed to us in simplicity, and that there would be no obstructions or wrong thinking uh, or opposition in our mind to what you're saying to us, but that we would receive it and walk in the light of it. And we ask you, Father God, for utterance to speak. We ask you for, uh, Father God, uh, hearts to receive and hear it. And uh, we thank you for changes, Lord. We thank you for new open doors. We thank you, Father God, for uh, more wisdom and understanding into new things that you're leading and guiding us into. We give you the glory and honor and praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God, I have something specifically on my heart today that I want to minister. And uh, it just has been uh, uh, really clear to me, or uh, I've been impressed in my heart, that God wants to do uh, things in our life and break us out of, you know, uh, ruts or circumstances that have just, you know, continued to be... Um, you know, mediocre or average. And of course, we have to cooperate with God. But uh, God's ready to take us into new areas, into fresh anointings, uh, to bring about breakthroughs in our lives. Uh, you know, sometimes all of us need breakthroughs. You know, we might have a ball of confusion in our mind about what the next step is in God's plan for our life. Uh, how many knows God can break through confusion? You know, the psalmist said in one place, he said, the Lord is my light. Uh, that means he dispels darkness. Another place he said, uh, the Lord will light my candle. The Lord will enlighten my darkness. The Bible says, you know, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. And uh, the Lord uh, can give us illumination and help us to... Uh, uh, you know, to cause darkness to go and confusion to go so we have clarity about next steps. Amen? How many knows that just being in a stalemate or being at an impasse or, you know, just have been, uh, you, know, uh, you know, not satisfied or discontent, you know, that's not God's design and purpose and will for our life. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we think we're waiting on the Lord, but the Lord's actually waiting on us. <laughs> and we just need to engage with a new initiative and open our mind and open our heart up, and He can take us into uh, the fullness of abundant life. Amen? 
And so it just, you know, was quickened in my heart that it is a season that the Lord wants to do breakthroughs in our life. And so confusion can be broke through. Some of us may be dealing with physical attacks in our bodies. And the Lord can break us through into new health and new strength. Uh, you know, you can do more of God's will healthy than you can uh, unhealthy. Some of us may have experienced some lack and uh, uh, financial setbacks. Or, you know, uh, we're looking at bills or, you know, uh, things that need to pay off or debt. God can break through debt. Can you say amen? How many knows God is a God of abundance and can cause uh, things to be paid off and for us to get ahead and have financial freedom that we never had before, to have health that we hadn't had before, to have clarity of mind and wisdom that we've never had before. And God is the God uh, that created heaven and earth, the spatial heavens, the black holes, the galaxies, the... Uh, you know, there's no limit to God's power. Nothing is too difficult for Him. Say that with me. Nothing is too difficult for God. I mean, just the visible creation of uh, His eternal power is displayed. You know, sometimes we sing that hymn, How Great Thou Art. And uh, we see... You know, he talks about the, you know, when I consider the worlds that you have made, I hear the thunder, I see the lightning, the power of your glory displayed. Uh, God is the healer of sickness and diseases. Uh, you know, it's nothing is, he, Jesus, you know, a man came to Jesus in Mark chapter 9, and you know, his son was having some kind of spells where he fell in the fire and fell in the water, and he would get under the influence of those things, and, and uh, you know, the man was kind of at his wits end and wanted a breakthrough with his son, and he said to Jesus, if you can help us do something, in other words, Jesus, do something, but Jesus and kind of turned it around. He said, if I can do anything, he said, all things are possible to him that believes. And so it wasn't a matter of what Jesus can do. You know, you know God doesn't meet us on the lines of his power or even necessarily his will. He has power to save every sinner in Rogers today and it is his will to save every sinner in Rogers. So it's his will and he has the power to do it, but nobody will be saved unless they believe that God so loved the world and that he gave his only begotten son. And God has set it up conditionally upon our face so God doesn't respond to our need or doesn't respond to us according to his will and power. He responds to our believing and our meeting the prerequisites that he already set up in his word because he told us that he would display his power and he would display his glory and he would fulfill his promises when we believe his word. Can you say amen? So the man said, you know, if you can do anything, help us. I need a breakthrough. But God said, if, Jesus said, if you can believe all things... Say it with me, all things. You say, well, you'll give people false hope telling them that all things are possible. I didn't say it. I'm repeating what Jesus said. Jesus said, all things are possible. 
Is it possible to get out of debt and be way ahead financially and be able to write big checks to support uh, kingdom endeavors that the Lord leads you? Is it possible that you uh, have vibrant health and you're healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet and you sleep good at night and you get up uh, you know, ready to go in the morning with energy and your strength renewed like the eagles? Yes, it is. Is it possible to everybody? No. It's possible to those that believe. But we serve a God today that's eager to do things for us. He wants the, the, the lost to be saved more than they want to be saved. He wants the sick to be healed more than they want to be healed. He wants the confused to have direction and peace and be led of the Spirit more than they want to be. He wants those that are experiencing not a good life to have a breakthrough and come into abundant life. In fact, Jesus said, I came that you might have an abundant life. I came that you might be more than a conqueror. I came that you might live victorious over death, hell, and the grave and every enemy that comes against you. And so we serve a mighty God today with whom all things are possible. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break out, <laughs> whether you break out or not, but God's got enough breakout power for all of us to get into new areas and through impasses, through bondages, through hindrances that are keeping us from being and living the fullness of the life that he wanted us to live. And I want everyone, it's a desire of my heart for everyone to break out into God's fullness in your life and you to experience the goodness and the, uh, uh, you know, the grace of God in an enlarged and a new way. Can you say amen? So just go ahead and say it by faith. All things are possible with God and with those that believe. I'm breaking through all of my enemies by the power of God into a new place of blessing and strength satisfaction and abundant life amen life doesn't have to be average and mundane life can be exciting and abundant and overflowing with God's joy with God's goodness with God's mercy can you say amen and so I believe that it is a season of breakthrough, and I believe there's an anointing here uh, for us to break through into new things. Say it with me. I'm breaking through. I'm not here by accident. The Lord got me here to hear His Word, and faith for a breakthrough is coming to me. Find Genesis 38. I sense some excitement here today. You know, the prayer group was praying this morning before service for all of us that we'd get breakthroughs. You know, the Bible said in Job 42.10 that the Lord turned Job's captivity. He got a breakthrough when he prayed for his friends. You know, one of the best places to get into a, a, a place of grace and victory for yourself is pray for others to have grace and victory. Can you say, man? 
And, uh, you know, the Lord, you know, that's sowing good seed. And I just, I believe that all kinds of people in here are getting breakthroughs in areas that you need breakthroughs. Because why? Because we got a great God that stands eager and ready to help us get through situations and circumstances. And personally, I'm sick and tired of any of the devil's works. And I will tolerate them no more. I mean, sometimes you have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you're like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go for it. You know, there's a story about the four, uh, you know, lepers that, you know, there was a famine. It had been a long uh, bunch, uh, you know, a long run of famine in Israel. And everybody was just starving to death. And the city was locked up. And, and, uh, and, and they just came to finally, they said, why sit we here till we die? Right? And they said, if we stay in the city, we're going to die of famine. And if we go out, the Syrian army's out there. And if they kill us, we're going to die anyway. So let's just take some action here and do something. And they got up and went out. And it says, when they went out, that the Lord made the Syrian army to hear the noise of chariots and of army coming. And uh, they had thrown down all their weapons. And uh, the food was cooked there on the fire, and they had spoil everywhere. And uh, they went out there and uh, went into one tent and ate good. And, uh, you know, then they found some gold and silver, it said, and buried it. And they just kept enjoying all that good stuff. And finally said, well, some bad, something bad will happen to us if we don't go back and tell everybody else. How <laughs> I many knows when good things happen to you, you're supposed to tell other people? <laughs> You know, one of the disciples, you know, one of the first disciples that was called when Jeter called Andrew, uh, you know, uh, somebody asked him, they said, you know, uh, uh, you know, he, they said, you know, uh, come, you know, we, we found the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. And they said, uh, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And uh, he said, come and see. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> and so, you know, we got... Uh, you know, God wants to do something by His grace that's significant enough in our individual lives, in our church life, that it attracts attention to His goodness and His glory and becomes a testimony for other people to say, boy, the Lord is really the living God and does wonderful things and look what He did for them and how He turned things around for them and how He's blessing them and how He's using them. He wants to do something to that degree to get glory for Himself. Can you say amen? Uh, do you, are you a candidate for that kind of thing today? <laughs> That you say, Lord, I want you to be seen great in my life and I'm going to open the door up for you to do a miracle and bring a breakthrough in my body, in my finances, in my mind, in my life. And then I'm going to tell everybody about it so you can do it for them too. That's the kind of God we serve. Can you say amen? And that's what he wants to do. He just needs some trust and faith on our part to say, Yes, Lord, I believe that you're doing it. I believe you're faithful to your word. And then I'm going to get up and I'm going to tell everybody uh, that I meet about how you did what the devil couldn't do and what you have done because all things are possible to him that believes. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's your God. 
You know, if God ever helped anyone else get out of a bad situation, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll help you. Can you say amen? Y'all remember Jabez, an Old Testament character. His name meant pain. And uh, his mother named him Jabez when he was born. I don't know if she was, what her situation and circum was, but apparently she had a lot of pain in his birth. How would you like to be named pain everywhere you go? And so Jabez decided that he wanted something different. Now this is listed in the chronological, you know, uh, you know, of the Israelites in First Chronicles, and it goes down this name, this name, this name, this name. But yet, when he got to Jabez, he stopped the chronology and he told a little story, a couple of verses about Jabez, and it says, uh, you know, that Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And uh, he prayed to the God of Israel, and his prayer was, he said, uh, Lord, enlarge my coast. I don't want to live in smallness anymore. I don't want to live restricted anymore. I don't want to live a narrow, pressed, bound, captive, restricted life. He said, Lord, enlarge my coast. In other words, stretch my boundaries out. Make things bigger for me. Let me live a full life, a big life, a joy-filled life, an abundant life, an overflowing life. He said, Lord, enlarge my coast. He said, bless me, bless me indeed. Now that might sound selfish at the outset, but you can't be a blessing to others unless you're blessed. You can't bring life to others unless you've got abundant life. You can't be a blessing financially to others unless you're blessed financially. Can you say amen? He said, bless me, bless me indeed. Enlarge my coast. And he said, let your hand be upon me. That's God's Spirit. I mean, it's when the Lord starts enlarging your coast and making you, uh, you know, increase and causing you to be able to do more, you need more of His hand upon you and more power upon you to get it done. Amen? I don't want to leave this generation without influence in somebody else's life. I don't want to leave this, my, my, this, this you know, I don't feel like I've run my race and finished my course unless I've been a blessing to someone. So whatever it takes, the, the wisdom, the anointing, the, the financial resources, the health, whatever I need to be a blessing, that's where faith works by love. So reaching out to love and be a blessing puts me in a position to believe God to be able to do more and have more to be a greater blessing. So he said, bless me, bless me indeed. He said, enlarge my coast. He said, let your hand be on me. And he said, uh, uh, you know, keep me back from sin that it don't grieve me. And uh, it said the Lord granted his request. Well, if the Lord granted his request under the old covenant, and he went from being somebody that caused pain to somebody that caused him blessing, God can turn our lives around and use us to be a blessing. Can you say amen? Glory to God. I believe that all things are possible 
to him that believes. I don't care how dark it is, how confused you are, how sick you've been, how poor you are. It just gives God greater glory when you get up and say, man, was I ever messed up? And was I ever in debt? And was I ever sick? And was I ever confused? But God came into my confusion. He came into my debt. He came into my sickness and disease. He came into my inability. And now what we have and what we're doing and where we're going and how we're influencing and impacting other people is His glory and it's what He's done in our life and it's by His grace that we're doing these things. So I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you just got to get sick and tired and throw off smallness. <laughs> Can you say amen? And that happens first on the inside of you and what, you know, before it shows up on the outside, it has to happen on the inside. Changes on the outside start with changes on the inside. Expansion outwardly starts with expansion on the inside. Can you say amen? And God can enlarge us and strengthen us. And He, I mean, you know, He's got to, you, you know, the phrase that keeps coming to my mind is people just like you and me. What do you mean by that? A lot of times people think, well, you know, Oral Roberts was, you know, extra special, or Kenneth Hagin was extra special, or Martin Luther was extra special, or John Wesley was extra special, or Billy Graham was extra special. No, they're people just like you and me. You know, the Bible says that, you know, talking about prayer and tremendous power being made available, dynamic in its working, uh, you know, heartfelt, earnest prayer. And the next verse said, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. In other words, he was a person just like you and me, a common person, an average person. But he prayed that heaven would be shut up. And it was shut up for three and a half years. And he prayed again that it rained and, and the heavens gave forth rain. And so he was given Elisha as an example uh, and uh, and he was he was subject to like passions, just like me. He was a human being, just like you and me. But he did supernatural things and got supernatural results. And praise God, all things are possible with God. And if you really get hungry for things to be different, God is saying, "Get out of the boat." Come out here on the water. You want to see miracles. You want to see healing. You want to see the goodness and glory of God. You want to see and experience the healing power of God for yourself. You want to see the prospering power of God for yourself. You want to see the peace-giving, uh, mind-quieting power of God for yourself. Get out of the boat. I'm out here. Come on out here and have a breakthrough. Can you say amen? <clears throat> Hallelujah. So, uh, go with me to Genesis uh, chapter 38. We're going to read a couple of scriptures. Hallelujah. Whoo! I've already preached myself happy this morning because I know good things are manifesting and coming into uh, manifestation. Have you noticed you can get excited about what's expected? Genesis 38. Praise the Lord. In Genesis 38, you know, uh, oftentimes when we think about twins, 
uh, especially like in Genesis, the first person that comes to my mind is uh, uh, Jacob and Esau. How many remember that they were twins? Uh, but here's another story about a set of twins. And uh, these two twins were named uh, uh, Perez and Zerah. So let's read their story in Genesis 38. In Genesis 38, um, this is a story of, of course, Tamar uh, giving birth to twins. And uh, it says, uh, verse 27 of Genesis 38, And it came to pass, she, Tamar, travailed, in other words, she went into labor, that the one put out his hand, and the midwife took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread, tied a th scarlet thread around uh, his hand, saying, this one came out first. They didn't want to get confused who came out first because, you know, under the uh, Jewish, uh, you know, uh, culture and life, there was certain blessings that went with the firstborn. And so she was having twin boys, and so they wanted to make sure which one came out first. Uh, how many want to come out first? <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to come out first today. Can you say amen? And we can by God's power. So uh, this one, uh, he was uh, put his hand out. They tied a scarlet thread saying, this came out first. And it came to pass that as he drew back his hand, say it with me, I'm not drawing back. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews that the Lord doesn't take any pleasure in those that draw back. What does that mean? If you're going to live for God, live for God. Amen? Don't cool off and backslide spiritually. Amen? It's easier to go forward and live stronger for God. If you've ever been on fire for God, Jesus said, uh, you know, uh, he, he said, repent. He said, you, you know, he said, you've lost your first love. Well, if the Lord told us to, you know, repent, he said, do the first works. And uh, he said, come back to me. Uh, you know, then we can come back to our first love and we can have that fervor. Amen. And be on fire and be, uh, you know, close to the Lord, closer than we've ever been. So uh, he drew back... Uh, his hand, uh, that behold, his brother came out, and she said. So he put forth his hand, they tied a red, uh, you know, uh, thread around his hand. He drew his hand back, and his brother came out. And, uh, and it was kind of a surprise to everybody. And it came to pass as he drew back his hand, that behold, his brother came out, and she said, to this child that came out, how hast thou broken forth? How did you break out? Right? This breach be upon thee 
Wherefore his name was called Phares or Perez. So uh, Perez was Brother Breach. He was, when people, they named him Breach because, or Break Out or Break Forth because he broke out all at once. Right? Sit with me. Perez means to break out or break forth, break through, to breach. So, you know, they called him breach or breakout. So that's a good name to have. I'm changing my name to Perez today. <laughs> Anybody in here want to put a little spiritual Perez in your name that you're breaking out and you're breaking forth, <clears throat> breaking through? So I just wanted to read this story because uh, you know that you know it didn't look like uh, he was going to move to the top and come out first and have the blessings, but he did. And so if you go back to the genealogy, Abraham begat Isaac, Isaac begat Jacob, Jacob begat Judah and his brethren, and Judah begat Perez and Zerah. So this is fifth generation from Abraham, and Perez is in the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Judah, Perez. Number five from Abraham, in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Now the tribe of Judah was the largest tribe of the Israelites. If you go back and look at the size of Dan and Asher and Naphtali and Dan and, you know, Benjamin and all of them. Judah was the one that was prophesied of that, of course, Judah means praise. And I'm going to say that those that praise the Lord are the most prolific and most productive and most fruitful and break out. <laughs> but Judah begat Perez. And Perez means to break out. And Perez was also in a genealogical lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this helps us understand a little bit more about breaking forth or breaking out, right? Now go with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 14, and we'll see something else about breaking out or breaking forth. 1 Chronicles chapter 14. This is a story about how David experienced a breakthrough. If David experienced a breakthrough under the Old Covenant, you and I can experience a breakthrough in the New Covenant because God hadn't changed. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Say it with me. God is doing breakthroughs. And He has to do them for somebody. So I qualify... I'm a believer. All things are possible. Breakthroughs are possible. Breakthroughs are possible for me financially, physically, spiritually, mentally, relationally, in every area. I can break out with God's help. Now, if you believe that, that's, uh, that's good. Amen? Uh, let me give you a definition for a breakthrough. A breakthrough 
is any significant, dramatic, or sudden advance or move forward. Any development or achievement or increase. So it's a sudden, dramatic, important move forward. A sudden, dramatic, uh, important advance or move forward. Praise God. How many believe God's got power and ability to make you go forward? Can you say amen? Praise God. Uh, it's an act or instance of removing or surpassing any obstruction or restriction to progress. The removal of obstructions or any hindrance to making progress. Amen? So, uh, I mean, those naturally there can be breakthroughs. For example, uh, uh, you know, I'm thinking about uh, avion uh, aeronautics. The jet engine, turbine engine, was a breakthrough in, you know, in, in, in airplanes, right? I mean, you know, prop combustion stuff only can go so fast and fly so high because you have to have, you know, carburation and there are certain limitations on the ceiling because, you know, you have to mix air with fuel for the engine to run, right? But because of the way a turbine jet engine, uh, in, you know, forces air, supercharges air into a turbine, uh, it broke through uh, the ceilings that were, you know, previous, and it broke through speeds that were previous. So you fly faster and you fly higher. Right? How many knows? How many said good that we can fly faster and we can fly higher? <laughs> That means we can go further, <laughs> right? Uh, other areas, uh, how many appreciate smartphones and computers? That's a technological breakthrough. Uh, can you imagine life without your cell phone or without computers? I can. I remember when I was in high school, uh, they still had UIL competition when we used slide rules. And you could divide and multiply and use the slide rule. But, uh, you know, about when I was about a freshman or something like that, I got my first calculator when I was like 8th grade, ninth grade. And that was a huge breakthrough because uh, you could do square roots. You could do, uh, you know, stuff to the powers of whatever. And you could use a calculator. And, I mean, it was so easy to not have to do things, you know, uh, you know, without that ability. That was a technological breakthrough, right? Medically speaking, there can be breakthroughs. For example, I mean, you know, there's a discovery of certain, uh, you know, types of, of medical, for example, penicillin, you know, in fighting infection. That was a medical breakthrough. How many appreciate antibiotics and what the breakthrough has accomplished? Well, those are natural breakthroughs. There can be spiritual breakthroughs just as significant, if not more significant and more powerful, because God is a God with whom all things are possible. I can be prosperous. I can be healthy. 
I can minister under the anointing. The blind can see. The sick can be healed. Amen? I can be peaceful without depression. I can break through any chemical bondages or any bad habits. God is a God of breakthroughs and get me through into new places, into a more fuller life. And I call myself Perez. I call myself breaking forth. Can you say amen? I call myself moving out into a new place, into an unlimited uh, uh, blessings of God. <clears throat> not because I'm anything. It's not about who it's done for. It's the matter of the God that does it. And he's just looking for someone that is foolish enough to say, I believe that God is that powerful and God wants me blessed. And like Jabez, Lord, enlarge my coast. Let your hand be upon me. Bless me, bless me indeed. I'm tired of mediocrity. I'm tired of being average. I want a new anointing. I want a new, uh, you know, renewal in my health. I want a renewal in my vision. I don't want to just keep going the way it has been. I want something different, bless God. <laughs> Anybody in here want something different besides me? <laughs> I'm not saying my life is, is, you know, bad. I'm just saying I want to live a life that's more abundantly... <laughs> where I'm excited about getting up in the morning and excited when I go to bed. Can you say man? And I don't feel like the devil is sitting on my head. <clears throat> I'm free, hallelujah, and enjoying fulfilling God's plan and purpose that He purposed for me and for my life. Can you say man? And God wants that for us more than we want it. <clears throat> so uh, breakthroughs. Uh, like we said, you think about what area that you need a breakthrough in. And so in uh, First Chronicles 14, uh, this is about David, where David got a breakthrough. Say it with me. David got a breakthrough. And I can have one too. <laughs> oh, God is good. Amen. Uh, verse 8 of 1 Corinthians 14 says... Uh, and when the Philistines, how many know the Philistines were a persistent enemy of Israel? You know, they'd defeat them, and then, you know, next year the Philistines would be back again. <laughs> right? They just kept coming back and kept, you know, opposing Israel. It says, when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over Israel, so they heard that David had been anointed king. Uh, how many knows when Jesus was, uh, you know, anointed, the Spirit of the Lord came on him in the Jordan River. And it said immediately after he was anointed, it said that he was led up into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And the devil tried to destroy his ministry after he was anointed because he knew that the anointing was going to set people free and people were going to get healed and that Jesus was going to be successful and fulfill God's plan and purpose. So, you know, the devil will oppose our moving into the fullness of God's power and anointing that's on our life. Right? 
And so they heard that David was going to be king. And, uh, uh, you know, you can just get ready for it. The devil don't like you getting breakthroughs and the Lord being glorified in your life. And so he's going to oppose you. But you know what? He lost with David. He lost with Jesus. And he's losing with you and me. <laughs> I'm going into Canaan's land. And I'm possessing what God said was mine. And I'm going to live in houses I didn't build and eat from orchards I didn't plant. And I'm going to enjoy a land that flows with milk and honey. I'm not staying out in the wilderness where it's dry. Uh, let's break on through. How many knows that they had to break through the walls of Jericho? Uh, God is a wall breaking. Amen. A sea dividing. He's a great God. He can destroy all of our enemies. Can you say amen? The giants can't stand before us. Arthritis can't stand before us. Cancer can't stand before us. Amen. The devil and demons and depression and fear and doubt can't stand before us. Lack and poverty can't stand before us. God is a blesser. God is a healer. God is a strengthener. God is an enemy dispossessor and is us a helper and a possessor. And there's no reason when we can't go in and enjoy all the fullness of God and enjoy the victory and the abundant life that He came that we might have. I will not be satisfied with anything less than full heart satisfaction and contentment. <laughs> Say it with me. God wants me to break through into victory and satisfaction. And with Him on my side, nothing can hold me out. Hallelujah. So the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over Israel, and they weren't happy about it. They thought, well, here is the guy that's been killing all of our buddies, and uh, uh, he's the guy that, that uh, is going to lead Israel into success, and they're going to have prosperity. And instead of us being able to go over there and steal all their wheat and crops and take all their stuff, so that we don't have to do it ourselves. Uh, he's going to protect them, and we're going to do without. So we better go get rid of him. Right? And uh, uh, they put a target on David to get him. And so they went to get him. They went up to seek him, it says. And uh, David heard it. And what did he do? He went out against them. He didn't lock all the doors and go underground and hide, right? It says that he went out against them. Uh, you don't go out against them unless you believe you're going to do good against them. David had God on his side, amen? And the Philistines came up and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. So they had a huge army, and they come out against David and... Uh, they spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And uh, uh, that meant the valley of giants. Uh, and David did what? He inquired of God. How many knows that this is what we need to do? 
Amen. You don't need to fight any battles before you inquire of God. And he said, uh, he asked God, shall I go up against the Philistines? How many knows you need to ask God questions at times? Amen. Should I do this? Shouldn't I do that? And wilt thou deliver them into my hand? Should I go up against them? How many knows you don't want to go up against them unless God's with you? Right? You don't, you know, like we said before, pride assumes uh, humility, you know, ask. Right? And so David asked, Lord, do you want me to go up against them? And will you deliver them into my hand? You can see why David was successful here because he had a dependency upon God. He recognized that unless God was with him, he wasn't going to be able to succeed or overcome because he's fighting an army that's much bigger than him. Right? You want to know God is with you. And will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. Glory to God. So they came up to Baal Perazim. Now here's this same word that we looked at before, Perez. And here it says he came up to a place that they ended up calling after this battle, Baal Perazim. Baal means Lord or Master. And Perazim, how many knows that in Hebrew the I-M is plural like S is in our language? I mean, if you've got one rabbit, that's a rabbit. But if you've got two, you've got rabbits, right? So if you've got one breach or one breakthrough, that's a peres, a breach. But I-M is the same so as S. So this is master of or lord of the breakthroughs or breaches, right? And so, uh, David smote them there. Then David said, God has made a breach or broken in or broke through in, uh, my enemies by my hand like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore, they call the name of that place Baal Perazim. Now, let me read that out of the Amplified Bible. Because how many knows God reveals Himself to us by His names? Jehovah Jireh means the Lord who provides. How many has ever known God as Jehovah Jireh? Uh, you know, another name of God is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. How many has ever known God as the Lord God of peace? What about, uh, you know, uh, Jehovah Rapha? the Lord our physician or healer. So God reveals Himself through His names. El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough, the Almighty provider, right? Uh, other names, you know, about uh, God. And the same thing with the New Testament. Jesus is, you know, He's the Prince of Peace. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. All of those titles have to do with who He is and is a revelation of what God wants to be to us. 
So uh, here's the Amplified Bible in this. It says, David inquired, uh, or no, it says, when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel, they all went up to seek David, and he heard of it and went out before them. Now the Philistines had come up and made a raid in the valley of Rephaim. David said, ask God, shall I go up against the Philistines, and will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said, go up, and I will deliver them into your hands. So Israel came up to Baal Perazim, and David smote the Philistines there. Now listen to this part. David said, God has broken my enemies by my hand. Or God gave a breakthrough through my hand. Like the bursting forth of water. How many has ever seen the destructive power of water break through something? For example, you know, years ago, I think it was 1990 or something, you know, there was, uh, you know, the Mississippi River flooded and up around St. Louis and it broke through the levee. And the way it starts, when water starts breaking through, it can just be a little bit of a breakthrough, but the force behind it gets stronger and stronger and stronger till it breaks through the whole thing. It's like water breaking through a dam. And water is so powerful and so destructive uh, in its force. Well, that's just a small illustration of God who can break through. Right? He can break through rebellious cells in your body with healing. He can break through with financial, uh, you know, uh, income to cancel debt. He can break through confusion with peace and enlightenment and revelation and knowing. He can break through uh, areas of hindrances and bondages. Uh, he's bigger than any problem, any enemy, and they are nothing to God to break through. All things are possible with him and nothing is too difficult with him. He broke through Sarah's bearing, barrenness and Abraham's age. He broke through against Goliath with David's slingshot and his faith. Can you say man? He broke through against bigger armies. Just like Gideon was a small band, but he broke through against them. God is a God that breaks through. And God wants to break through for us. See it when the breakthroughs are happening for me. You know, that'll make you happy if you believe that. And so, uh, uh, so Israel went up to Baal Perazim and David smote the Philistines there. Then David said, God has broken my enemies by my hand like the bursting forth of waters. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal Perazim, and in the Amplified says in parentheses, Lord of breaking through. Say that with me, the Lord of breaking through. Amen. Hallelujah. If you can believe that he can break through for you, he will break through for you. Can you say amen? Well, I wanted to talk a little bit more about how to have a breakthrough because there are certain things that the Lord told us to do to get a breakthrough. And uh, if you need a breakthrough today, 
Uh, you know, we prayed for breakthroughs for our congregation today. I'm expecting people to get breakthroughs. Can you say amen? I already am getting <laughs> breakthroughs, but I'm expecting more breakthroughs because we serve a mighty God. Can you say amen? And uh, I'm expecting some folks that have deal with chronic pain and sickness to break through it. I, I'm expecting folks that are just been under the, the thumb of, you know, uh, you know, just not having enough to get some breakthroughs and get out of debt. Can you say amen? Some people that have not been doing good mentally and not been having faith peace to break through into peace and rest. Amen. I'm expecting breakthroughs, breakthroughs in relationships, breakthroughs in finances. Praise God. Because we serve a mighty God. Amen. Glory to God. Well, you know, I wanted to uh, end at a cut, you know, get a breakthrough in the amount of time I preach. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe we ought to pick this up on how to have a breakthrough next week but it involves us seeking God and usually breakthroughs won't happen automatically unless we initiate them right uh, you know the psalmist said in Psalms I think it's 77 verse 2 he said in my distress I sought the Lord. So what do you do when you need a breakthrough? You seek the Lord. And if you don't have any initiatives to seek the Lord, then you don't want a breakthrough bad enough. Because if you really want a breakthrough, you'll take some time to seek the Lord. You know, David sought the Lord here to get some answers. And God has the answers. Can you say amen? And, uh, you know, if we'll just uh, begin to do what uh, David did, seek the Lord, uh, then, uh, then we can uh, have uh, a breakthrough. Let's go to, Phil we'll just read Philippians 4, because I feel like this is one of the key passages for us to experience a breakthrough. And we'll talk about some of these things more in depth if the Lord leads us to. Praise the Lord. I'm excited. Glory to God. If you can't get excited about God, you need a breakthrough. <laughs> Amen. How many like this passage in Philippians 4, 6 through 8? I believe this is one of the key passages to help us uh, understand how to have a breakthrough with God. And we'll just outline it briefly, but this will give you something to work on and think about after the service and to put into action after we end here today. Uh, put it up in the Amplified Bible. It just reads a little bit clearer than the King James, a little bit more expanded. Uh, you want to break through? Number one, what do you have to do? Stop worrying. That's not always easy to do. Can you say amen? Do not fret. Now, you know, a lot of us will be like, boy, they're stealing. They're a bad person. 
They're so sinful. They're lying. They're a bad person. Well, the Bible said don't worry. That's sinful too. Amen? <laughs> that went over real big. <laughs> I said worry is sin as much as lying or stealing. It's not a matter of us categorizing which sins are worse or which sins is, is not. Actually, if I'm worrying, and I've done some before, it's acting like I'm an atheist, that God isn't there, or God doesn't exist, or I'm an orphan without support, or that God don't love me, right? And so worry is a temptation, but the Bible says there's no temptation taking us, but such is common to man, but God is faithful. Uh, who will not suffer or allow us to be tempted above what we're able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape. I do not have to worry. Now, I've done my share, and you've likely done your share. But we don't have to. Because the Bible says don't do it, and if the Bible says don't do it, uh, God knows what I can and can't do. And if He told me not to do it, then uh, he didn't say it's optional and sometimes I know and understand that you have to worry and I understand when you do. No, he said don't worry. So if you want a breakthrough, you have to stop worrying. Say it with me, I can. Stop worrying. All worry time is wasted time. So I'm going to stop worrying, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Well, what am I going to do if I'm not going to worry? But in every circumstances, if anything is worth worrying about, it's also worry, it's worth praying about. Said, so don't fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving. So number one, stop worrying if you want to break through. Number two is seek the Lord and pray. That's not hard, is it? <clears throat> Amen? You might even want to miss a meal. You know, people that are serious about things fast sometimes. That shows God I'm really serious about it. Now, fasting doesn't change God. He's the same before we fast, after we fast, or while we're fasting. But it, sometimes it changes us. Right? So, don't worry. Seek the Lord and pray. Amen? And how? With thanksgiving. Say, with thanksgiving. Gratitude is a breakthrough attitude. Say that with me. Gratitude is a breakthrough attitude. Instead of me thinking about my problem all the time, start magnifying and bragging on how big God is and that you know a God, a breakthrough, and go into prayer instead of being worried out of your mind like, God, I know you want to help me and you have all power and you are doing great things and this is going to turn out for your glory and I'm praising you in advance right now that I'm getting out of this into the good and I'm getting through this into the better and you're Jehovah Jireh that supplies all my needs and you're Jehovah Rapha that heals all my diseases and you're the God Jehovah Shalom that brings me peace and I'm moving out of, of dissatisfaction and lack into the full abundance. You, you provide a table before me in the presence of my enemies and I got some enemies but you're bigger than my enemies 
And just like you broke through against the Philistines, you're breaking through against my enemies. I call you the God of breakthrough. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I've got a breakthrough coming. <laughs> God is big enough to get you through, around, over, out of any situation that you're facing. <laughs> He loves you, and he wants to fight for you. You know, another place, Jehoshaphat got a breakthrough, and the word of the Lord was, the battle is not yours, but it's the Lord's. Don't fear. I'm going to fight your battle for you. And it said, they put the singers out first, right? And they had an attitude of gratitude, and that's how they got a breakthrough over all their enemies, and uh, they ended up killing each other, and they went out and possessed the spoil, and it took them three days together in the spoil because they had gratitude and praised God and said, you're good and your mercy endures forever. If God can give these old covenant people a breakthrough, he can give you and me under the new covenant a better covenant a breakthrough. So he said, don't fret, don't worry, do pray, do seek the Lord, do give thanks, continue. He said to make your wants known to God. Next verse, if you do that, God's peace will be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever, uh, sort it is that peace which transcends all understanding. You don't know how it's going to work out, but you know God is on your side and He's doing it and it is going to work out. <laughs> Can you say man? Transcends all understanding. That peace will garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. How I many those they that believe do enter into peace and rest? And then lastly, He said here, he said, instead of worrying and thinking on the wrong thing, he said, for the rest, brethren, whatever is true, is it true that you're going to die prematurely? That's a lie of the devil. Is it true that you're going to stay sick? No, that's a lie of the devil. Is it true that you're going to stay poor? No, that's a lie of the devil. Can you say man? Whatever's true, whatever's worthy of reverence, and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there's any virtue and excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of those things. Fix your mind on those. Can you say amen? This goes back to seeking God in prayer. When you seek God in prayer, Grace begins to flow to you, and you can begin to actually think on, and instead of, uh, of me you know, meditating on the problem or having problem consciousness, you become God consciousness. And instead of having a big problem or big devil and a little bitty God, you magnify the Lord and you get small problem, small devil, and a really big God. And you're like, Lord, <laughs> this is nothing for you. You created heaven and earth. Nothing's too difficult for you. You're taking care of my situation and my circumstances. And I'm experiencing the power of a breakthrough of the God of breakthroughs because you love me and you're doing great things for me. <clears throat> Stand up with him. Glory to God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm excited 
for you. I'm excited for me. And I think we ought to praise God and thank Him that walls are coming down. Hallelujah. That is, He fought for David. He's fighting for us. He's breaking through on our enemies like water breaking through a dam. He's breaking through on diseases and weakness. Amen? And lack, He's breaking it through. <laughs> Hallelujah! Thank You, Lord, that You are a God that's mighty, that You're working in our behalf, that You're doing great things, that You're breaking through for me and taking me into a new place. Hallelujah! Of greatness, expansion, of prosperity, of blessings. Thank You, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Glory to God. Well, if you like it the way it is, uh, keep it that way. But if you want to break through into a bigger place, then God is saying, come on out on the water, walk on the water, and enjoy the best that I have to give you. Amen. If you're watching by internet this morning, and uh, you need a breakthrough in your life, and God wants to help you. And uh, He wants to break through. The first thing He wants to break through is sin and uh, any uh, you know, alienation or separation from Him. And thank God the blood of Jesus breaks you through into eternal life. And uh, you can trust God, ask the Lord to forgive you, and your life can be so different. If you're out of fellowship with the Lord, and you don't know the Lord as your Savior, and thank God He wants to break through that darkness and bring you into the marvelous light of His grace and glory. So we're going to pray together. Uh, just trust God, and uh, He will make you His child, and He will forgive you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to You in Jesus' name. I believe Jesus was my Lamb that was sacrificed in my place, that He took my sins, that He took all my errors and my mistakes and was judged and paid full price and that He cleared the account of everything that was owed by me. I receive Him and His work his saving power, the cleansing power of His blood to give me eternal life and make me your child. I believe I receive eternal life. I confess Him as my Lord and my Savior. And I believe that I'm your child, forgiven in your family, and that I belong to You. And that I have eternal life. And heaven is my home. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. If you're watching us praying that prayer for the first time, then you're a born-again child of God. If you want to reach out to us, you can. Our, our contact telephone number is 479 631-7777 and we'll believe with you and put some things in your hand that will help you to live your life for the Lord. Say it with me. God is a God.
of breakthroughs, I'm breaking through into an abundant life. Amen. Anybody get anything out of this today? Hallelujah. I may be preaching this to myself. <laughs> but sooner or later, you're going to need a breakthrough. And this is how to get it. Can you say amen? And God is waiting for us to help us get through all of those hurdles so that we can live in victory. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for ministering to us by your Spirit and by your Word. Lord, we thank you that this is an exciting week. We're expecting good things because we know you love us. We thank you that you've thought good thoughts over us, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give us an hope, an expected end, and that you are bringing the best days of heaven on earth into our life and giving us, Father God, uh, direction, giving us, Father God, your blessings. And we rejoice in it and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Well, we're having fellowship after the service. We uh, invite you to stay and enjoy some snacks and some good fellowship with godly people. They'll encourage you and yet you can encourage. So uh, you're dismissed and uh, hopefully we'll see you after the service. God bless.